0: Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Michaela Perkins, and joining me today to talk some heartbreak (laughs) is Gerald Bourget, Craig Morgan, and making his Phoenix Sports Podcast debut, Anthony Totri, our new host of PHNX Sun Devils, Welcome to the show, Totri.
1: Thank you guys for the warm welcome. Welcome, man. The whole yes. PHNX family has been great just in the the first week, so I'm excited for more.
0: Well, good. We're glad to have you here. i um, sorry. It's uh, we're talking some sadness on your first show. <laughs> <It's okay>. uh, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a no better Arizona welcome than uh, talking about yeah. sad things. That's yeah, fair. Um, before the show, I blew everybody's mind with how much money I spend a month on Starbucks. <laughs> so I figured we just need to share this because the reaction was hilarious. Um, for those of you that don't know, I drink a coffee a day. I'm addicted to caffeine and I spend almost $300 a month on Starbucks. And... <laughs> <sighs>
2: Yeah, the
3: coffee a day is okay. The uh, price tag is not.
0: Yeah, everybody here was appalled yeah. by that. So, uh.
1: well, you made so you made the comparison to like if you're spending what two? You said two eighty a month. Yeah, two eighty a month on coffee versus like a new pair of Jays. So like at the end We're of the month, at the end of the month, the coffee's gone, like forever, like whatever that's worth to you at the end of the month. I still got the new J's at the end of the month, so I'd rather put 280 a month toward the Jordans. But what that's can I
0: say? Me. I'm addicted to caffeine. It's horrendous. <laughs> see, um, I'm a
1: middle-aged guy. I just put it toward my SRP bill.
3: So. There
0: you go. Oh, boy. Your AARP membership, maybe? Oh, no. <laughs> there it is. See?
3: here we go with the ageism again. You see what I deal with here?
0: Just kidding. Uh, before we get into our temperature check, if you're on Twitter, watching on Twitter, head over to YouTube. Join us in our comments. We love it when you guys watch along and comment on what we're talking about. We always want to include you on the show. Chris is our in our comments, as usual, our queen, Chris, uh, welcoming mm. Anthony, saying, Anthony made me show up. Good job, Anthony. You're already pulling your weight around Starting here. Starting strong. <laughs> yeah. earning love it. that paycheck. We love to see <laughs> it. Uh, hi, Chris. It's good to see you, as always. Let's get started with our Valley Sports temperature check. And I feel like we should start with the Coyotes because it is rare that the Coyotes <laughs> win, but it's even more rare that they win back-to-back games beating the Canadians and then the Jersey Devils, uh, New Jersey Devils, last night. Craig, uh, this is great. Uh, You don't look excited.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, when we started this season, the whole idea was to tank to get as high a draft pick as possible. um, As you mentioned, they just beat the Canadians, who are now below them in the standings. It's true. And the Devils, who are still fairly close, they're probably not going to catch them. But you're still competing with these teams for the best odds to win the lottery The Coyotes aren't accomplishing their goal right now. It's it's early in the season. We're not even halfway through the season yet, so it's probably not time to pay attention to that yet. But there's got to be some concern, right? You don't want to finish where where you're picking fifth in the draft. When when you've done everything that you've done and then you end up picking fifth in the draft, that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, that would probably be the most Coyotes thing ever to uh, somehow manage mess up. There are a lot of (laughs) so
3: Coyotes things to talk about.
0: (laughs) Um, Well on one hand it's good that they're winning on one hand it's not but i feel like it's going to be okay they're going to figure it out uh they are not, like craig morgan they're no longer the worst team in the nh what am i saying they're no longer the worst team in the league <laughs> they finally hit double digits in the win column they got 10 wins yep. um there are some players in covid protocol what is the latest on dezingle and the other covid protocol they'll just players? have
3: to go through the the protocol days now it's it's down to five days now but you of course you have to test out of it you have to test negative and then they can come out two tests i believe it is so it's going to happen and then the nhl and pa recently agreed after the all-star break to only test symptomatic players following other leagues lead so i i think after the all-star break the covid issue is by the by the most part just going to go away for the nhl
0: interesting all right um speaking of the COVID issue they Coyotes had a bunch of games recently rescheduled due to COVID. Um, what is the latest on their new, newly scheduled games? Yeah,
3: they packed them all into that three week window that was supposed to be the Olympic right. break. Of course, NHL players are not going to the Olympics now. So there was this three week gap and they were able to jam them all in. and They actually still have like a week break where they're not doing anything. so. If there are any more postponed games, they could always (laughs) slide them in there as well. But it it actually worked out really well. So you're
0: okay with the rescheduling? Yeah,
3: it it looks good for most of the league. There's some teams that had more games postponed than others, so it's a little more compacted for them. But it. it worked out okay.
0: Well, good we're happy that worked out for the coyotes and uh, hopefully the rest of the teams that had some games rescheduled it worked out for them too moving on to the suns that they are scheduled to take on the dallas mavericks tonight they are the suns are riding an eight game win streak against the mavs which i didn't know until i uh, was preparing <laughs> for the show mm-hmm. gerald what are you looking forward to in this matchup tonight
4: two red hot teams actually i mean the suns obviously have the best record in basketball but the mavs have quietly won 10 of their last 11. they have a top five defense which Boggles the mind because they don't have any like elite defenders, um, so it's an interesting game between two Western Conference playoff teams, and obviously no D A, so that's gonna make a difference. You know the Maps have Kristaps Porzingis, he's a seven footer, so you'd like to have D A for that type of matchup, but it's it's always fun when Luca and and the Suns play each other, um, especially given their history with that 2018 draft.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those of you that don't watch our PHNX Sun show. Espo is on this bender that uh, the Suns are the best team in the NBA. Yes. So I'll ask you, Gerald, do you agree that the Suns are the best team in the NBA?
4: I do. I, I think you look at the fact that they've only played, I think, 33 percent of the season or something like that with all three of their big three healthy. Hmm. They've had guys in and out of the lineups all year long. Um, you know, nobody too major, but D.A.'s missed time. Booker's missed time. Um, and the fact that they're, I think, two and a half games up on the Warriors right now is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: they've had so many guys in and out, and they have one of the best point differentials. They have a top five offense, top five defense. Everything checks out. Whether they're built to be, to beat some of these teams like the Bucks or the Nets or the Warriors in a seven-game series, that's to be determined, but right now, yeah, they're the best team in the NBA. We
0: love to hear that. Uh, what a turnaround, going from uh, what 19-win season a couple of years oh, ago God. to. Uh,
4: <laughs> Speaking
3: of heartbreak. Yeah, no
0: kidding. Yeah. I feel um, like you're
3: setting the table for heartbreak. I yeah. you know. I'm,
2: sl-
0: <laughs> I'm slowly walking us there. I'm dipping our toes, in so we don't water. we don't get there right away. Toe tree. Um, how do you feel about NBA All Star voting? Do you think it's rigged? Are you a fan?
1: I mean, it's a hundred percent rigged. All right, there you there's, have it. There's, there's no reason. What was a couple weeks ago before Clay had even stepped on the court, mm-hmm. he was yes. already what above above. And Booker? that's why I asked
0: because they did a second update, and Clay is still ahead of Devin Booker in the rankings. Um, and he's played maybe one or two games before they released that update. So. I think
1: if Book wants to pass Clay, he needs to get on the same level of headband game.
0: Oh, like, okay. I, I, I think the there headband. needs to
1: be a competition there, <laughs> like just in that. Um, and I think I think. In all seriousness, I think Clay is deserving, um, just from a talent perspective, to be an All Star. But in terms of beating out Book before he even steps on the court, <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of embarrassing. I feel like for yeah. the NBA, it's
0: not great. I think we need to ban the fan vote. Um, I'm on the ban the fan vote wagon.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, until all of you learn how to vote fairly, your your <laughs> rights should be revoked. Uh, um, yeah. The trade deadline, February 10th, is quickly approaching. Gerald just wrote a fabulous article on gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to be a member, please do so. You'll get access to all of Gerald's written content, as well as Craig's and everybody else's. I know Totri's gonna be writing some fire articles about the Sun Devils, yep. so you have that to look forward to. So make sure you go head over to gophnx.com and sign up to become a member. If you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free T-shirt, which is great. None of us are wearing them today. We failed no. in that department, but that's okay. <laughs> check, out our, uh, check out our website. <laughs> Um, so the trade deadline is approaching. Do you see, foresee the Suns going after anybody and adding to this roster?
4: I don't know if they have to make a move, but they're a team that should make a move. I think when you're this close to a title, if you can make a move that brings in one piece that just pushes you even slightly a little bit Mm -hmm. forward in that race, you do it, especially because, you know, they, you look at guys, they have Dario charges contract that they can put together and build a kind of trade for a medium tier guy. Um, Jalen Smith, who's you know, player option, they decline for next year. So he's probably not going to be around anyway. And then throw one or two picks on top of that and try and get someone like an Eric Gordon or a Robert Covington or someone who can either defend multiple wing positions or provide you with a scoring punch off the bench. You know, they need somebody that can score on their own when Chris Paul and Devin Booker get double teamed or when defenses focus on them. So they need somebody like that. And I think if you can, like, this is the time to go all in On a championship window like who cares about draft picks that are probably going to be in the 20s or 30s anyway Throw them out there bring in someone who can help you your window is now
0: Who would be your ideal like if you could pick one person who would you want it to be to come join this team?
4: I'd probably go Eric Gordon you know the Rockets are really bad this year but Gordon is having a great season I think he's second in the NBA in three-point percentage and he's a guy who can create off the bounce or off the ball so he'd be my ideal fit. And I think you can get him from Houston if you are willing to throw in a draft pick or so.
0: All right, well, if you want more information on all of the breakdown that Gerald did on potential trade acquisitions for the Suns, like I said, he wrote an awesome article that you can go check out on gophnx.com. Really quickly, um, checking in on the Diamondbacks slash baseball, there's nothing happening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's really sad. Uh, The league, they met for the first time to do an economic proposal a couple of, like two weeks ago, I want to say, and it went absolutely nowhere, which we all pretty much anticipated. Um, Do any of you follow the CBA? (laughs) Negotiations, nope, nobody cares. All no, right, no, no. well, um, <laughs> in my opinion, it's gonna be forever until we get baseball. I'm almost positive the beginning of the season is gonna be delayed at this point. Um, the league has not met again since that initial economic proposal meeting two weeks ago, and it's not looking good. So unfortunately, not much on the baseball front. And then of course, um, in terms of the Cardinals, that is our main topic of the day. So I'm gonna hold off on that. But um, do we have a comment here?
4: There's
0: a lot. Okay, love let's uh for Gerald. Oh, Gerald. <laughs> oh, Gerald getting some love on the it's pod. It's mostly just Shane. <laughs> um, Christine, I appreciate all of it, Gerald's Shane. articles are fantastic. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, love to see that. Did she ask a question? I can't see. There's also there's we... also
5: a couple people just offering up names that they'd like to see, I think, as trade acquisitions.
4: Got yeah. it.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I guess they share your opinion that although the sons don't have to, they probably should add Add some more help there. Especially
4: if they can make a move on the fringe of the roster without breaking up the core. I don't see anything splashy happening, but if they can get an extra bench piece that'll be part of the playoff rotation, I think you'd do it.
0: All right. Well, before we get into our main topic of the day, I got to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. We are on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. The Cardinals aren't, but uh, the other teams in the NFL are on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. We are counting down to Super Bowl 56, and you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Just bet $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Are you not a new customer? you can still get in on the action of the divisional round playoffs with same game parlays combine multiple bets for for the same game for a bigger payout the more legs you add the more money you can win DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable and best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want that's one of my favorite parts of the DraftKings Sportsbook app download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team bet $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins that's promo code PHNX for 56 to 1 odds. at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up only Arizona only. A Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions. Reply. See, See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. <sighs> All right, guys. <laughs>
3: That was really quality yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's that all was, the caffeine was hitting me at yeah, once. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get my $280
0: worth. Um, all right. Let's talk about some heartbreak. Uh I it. hate to do it, but geez oh man, did the Cardinals ever disappoint on Monday? I don't even know what I watched. Um PHNX was in LA, I was there at the game, covering, helping out with our content, and good lord, that was horrible. Um, I just don't understand it, you guys. The Cardinals, they came into the season, they started the season seven and oh, Kyler Murray was an early MVP candidate, we made a TikTok about it. Uh, Go check out our TikTok (laughs) channel, we're blowing up. Uh, Follow us on TikTok, it'll make me really happy. But they just started the season so well. I mean, they brought in JJ Watt in the off season. They signed Zach Ertz in the middle of the season. It all, all things were going for them, and then they get into the playoffs for the first time since 2015. And they, for the lack of a better term, crap the bed. Yeah, that was so disappointing. I mean, how did you guys react to that game?
3: I didn't see a blowout coming, but I thought the Rams would win that game. I just I didn't see it being so lopsided. That was. It was just such a poor showing mm. it, they weren't in that game at any point it no. was just a non-competitive game and that's that's a, a damning uh, analysis of of your team and i i, I wonder how it colors the offseason i wonder how they feel about a lot of things at this point what mm.
0: was the most disheartening thing to you in that game toe tree
1: oh that jj watt was back for that that like there was so <laughs> much buildup for jj's return and it just kind of felt like everyone around him players coaches just let him down yeah after you know weeks months of strenuous rehab for a guy that is surprisingly has anything left of a shoulder came <laughs> back and played well defensively probably played better than anyone defensively um on the cardinal side and then it just wasn't even kind of like greg said it wasn't even a game
0: yeah how'd you feel about it gerald
1: I mean,
4: I only watched the first half and that was split
1: <laughs> that between was the Suns. <laughs> yeah,
0: because well, like the Suns were playing
4: and Devin Booker dropped 48 that night. So I was like, thank God Arizona sports fans have a reprieve that yeah. they can change the channel to because <laughs> yeah. Book dropping 48 on the Spurs, getting waxed by the Rams. like it, It's rough because they started the game, I think, with like four three and outs. Mm-hmm. And then the next two possessions were somehow worse because there was that awful pick six. And you look at like Cliff Kingsbury's record as his teams go through the season. Oof. It's really bad. And I don't know. I don't. I mean, it sounds like they're not going to make a move and remove him, but I don't know how or why they would keep him around after what he's shown the last few years. It's just, it's maddening.
0: The second half collapse, I think, is always worse. You uh, you get your hopes up so high and just to get it uh, absolutely shattered. Saw in the comments saying, Kyler just threw another, <laughs> another. interception. Um, you need
5: some glasses, man. I,
0: I honestly think yeah, I do. I really think did I read that some... right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You read See, it I right. Um, I think he probably all the caffeine's
3: did. affecting your pupils.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 he probably did throw another interception. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the one that he threw that resulted in a pick six was horrendous. Oof. Um, absolutely awful. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because I was trying to put a Band-Aid over my heart and <laughs> rationalize <laughs> what it was that I watched on Monday. And uh-huh. I was scrolling through Twitter and this uh, video came up. I'm not necessarily a biggest, the biggest fan of the person who's speaking, but I wanna, he- I wanna get your guys' insight because it did make me feel a little bit better. So I wanna see if it also makes you feel better too. All
6: right, let's talk Arizona. And let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath. Kyler Murray didn't play well. Cliff Kingsbury didn't coach well. But let's add context. The NFC West is the best division in football. And Arizona made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. And for most of the year before he got hurt, Kyler Murray was spectacular in the toughest division in football. And we know this to be true. Generally in the NFL, it's baby steps. A coach gets hired, he cleans up the culture, you start winning some games, ooh, then you get into the playoffs, and sometimes your first playoff trip on the road is ugly, it's one and done. And Nick Ceriani started winning games, go to the playoffs, oh, good hell, let's just close shop and get on a flight and go home. And that's what happens. Cliff Kingsbury has gotten better every year as a coach. Let's talk Kyler Murray. Yes, he looked nervous and anxious, and that pick six, my wife doesn't even like sports. She's like, that was terrible, right? Yeah, that was awful. But Josh Allen was awful in his first playoff game. And Lamar Jackson was awful in his.
0: So he makes some points there. Um, what do you think about that, Tree? Do you agree with what he's saying?
6: Not at all.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so being frank. I, I disagree uh, totally, especially, I mean, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to improve, right, year mm-hmm. after year in terms of win totals. But if the season ends the same with a second half collapse year after year after year, then progressing in far as far as wins doesn't really matter to me yeah. because you're still failing to do the one thing that you need to do or the one thing that you have proven you can't do these last couple of seasons and as far as you know it takes time like that's not really true either like you look at joe burrow and the mm-hmm. success that the Bengals are having right now right completely different in as far as they are built much younger than the cardinals are yeah um which is why I think the Cardinals would have more playoff success, right? Mm-hmm. It's cuz you've got you've got DeAndre Hopkins, you've got JJ Watt, you've got Zach Ertz, all these guys that have been in the league mm-hmm. and they've been around winning organizations and teams for the most part. Uh, you figure that they would just have a better overall performance, but as far as it taking time, this is everyone knows the NFL is a win now league, so yeah. you don't really have time right. to second half collapse.
0: Craig, <laughs> as someone who rationalizes loss for a living, <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you're that, pulling that clip. Right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that logic? See,
3: what Totori just said is this was a veteran-laden team. They brought in a bunch of veterans to get them to this place in a hurry. And you're right. Windows are like three to four years in the yeah. NFL. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, we can build over six years and hopefully get there. That's concerning to me. You had all these veterans, and yes, yet they turned in the performance that they did but when they go into the offseason to me this is still the 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 whole focus is around kyler murray this is a quarterback driven league if you have an elite quarterback you can win if you don't you can't it's that simple the nfl has constructed all their rules everything about this game is about the quarterback so when they do the analysis obviously they have to look a lot of, of other things roster construction i don't think anybody should be immune to uh Analysis at this point Cliff Kingsbury certainly also general manager Steve Keim, mm-hmm. but it all focuses again on Kyler Do you still believe he's on an upward trajectory if you do? Okay, ride it out another year. See what happens That's that that, that to me is the central
4: focus of the offseason
0: yeah, I agree.
4: No, that worries me because the quarterback that he compared him to was Lamar Jackson, and like Craig was saying, your window is only like three to four years in this league before somebody figures you out. Like, Lamar Jackson was going to be the guy a unless couple years Brady, ago. Yeah. yeah, unless you're yeah. Tom Brady or yeah. a generational like quarterback. Like, Lamar Jackson's great, but his team didn't make the playoffs, and every time they have made the playoffs, the Ravens have shit the bed. So, like, <laughs> if you're Kyler Murray, like, if you want that better future, that better ceiling, Like, you don't want to be compared to Lamar Jackson right now. Like, you want... And that's the whole point of bringing in these veterans. And if you don't get there, obviously not having Hopkins hurts. Like, he was Kyler's biggest weapon. So we need to factor that in. I agree with some of his points, but it's just too rational of a take that lets the Cardinals off the hook a little bit. When you start Mm -hmm. a season 7-0, and when you have those championship expectations and you end the season on a fizzle like that, and then with your worst game of the season, like there are some changes that have to be made. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Can someone save my eyeballs and read NFL AZ Cardinals comment for me? Yeah,
4: we have a bigger issue than Cliff. Kime is the real problem. It's Kime's job to get 53 men on the field. Since Butler left, he failed to fix our secondary and especially our O-line. All fair points.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. those are all really good points. It's true. Um, Chris, (laughs) please someone help me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Kyler still has room to improve, but something has to change. You're not going to get different output without changing input. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't get the,
1: one thing for me is I didn't understand like the offensive game plan going in. No. Yeah. Right, you've got <laughs> so many weapons. Mm-hmm. Right, you've got what James Conner finished the regular season tied, I think, for first or second in total touchdowns, mm-hmm. and he just was non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't in the game yeah. whatsoever. Like at least just try and feed him the ball. Right, like <laughs> if it's the Titans, right, like Derrick Henry is gonna get the ball twenty-five times a game. Regardless of if they're losing or if they're winning, like your best players have to have the ball in their hand. And without D Hop, I felt like James Conner was the guy that needed to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
0: agree. You
3: just want to establish the run game, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. that just, was huge. It was just a bizarre game plan.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Ken Summers, right, that tweeted, Like, Is it time for the Cardinals to consider changing their offensive game plan, whatever that game plan was? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a
0: good point. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna compare uh, all of the wonderful heartbreaking losses the teams in the valley <laughs> have experienced uh, since being in since being here in Arizona. And before we get to other teams, I want to finish wrapping up talking about the Cardinals. Obviously, this was disappointing, especially considering how the season started. Where do you think this stacks up, uh, Anthony, among other heartbreaking playoff losses, specifically for the Cardinals?
1: Ooh, specifically for the Cardinals, this has to fall. I think you've got and we'll get a little bit. There's not a lot to, to talk it later. about.
0: Later. <laughs> I mean, you've got the Super Bowl. Yeah. You got that Super
1: Bowl with Pittsburgh and then yeah. I think you've got, you know, a big gap and then you've got what happened this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, the expectation going in after the 7 and 0 start with Kyler mm-hmm. um and then I mean, I just remember the season opener against the Titans like it with the Cardinals were <laughs> like yeah. the NFL's big thing Chandler Jones started the season what mm-hmm. 4 plus sacks, 5 plus sacks like it's disappointing given just how the whole season kind of right. wrapped up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I the reason that I thought it was just heartbreaking in general is just because how the season started. Obviously, you know, we started to slowly get let down throughout the season as they uh, collapsed in certain games, like the games against the Panthers and whatever else it was. So, I, I mean, I would still consider this heartbreaking just because it was the first time they'd made it to the playoffs since 2015 and the expectations were so high and we're finally thinking this is going to be Kyler's best game of his career. Um, obviously, it's nowhere near the does that the absolute just devastation of <laughs> super bowl 2008 but mm. um in terms of the other teams in the valley i'm curious uh gerald oh, the suns they've had go. some heartbreakers <laughs> yeah uh one very recently time do we have? Yeah. yeah. Pain. <laughs> Um, it's you know, being an Arizona Sports fan, it's difficult, but we're all in it together and we're all here to help each other muscle through the lowest of lows like the coyote season and mm-hmm. the highest of highs like the Sun season. So it's gonna be okay. <laughs> uh we're here for you. We're gonna just do some therapy really quick, work through it. Mm-hmm. Uh Gerald the Suns, they've had some heartbreakers. Um one yeah. so recently <laughs> as last year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: obviously <laughs> losing game six to the Bucks after starting that series up to nothing. What yeah. Uh, What do you think would be some heartbreakers for the Suns?
4: So, I mean, we could probably do a whole show just on Suns heartbreaking playoff moments. But (laughs) just off the top of my head, there's the one that we're definitely going to talk about in 93 game six. Um, There's Mario Ellie's kiss of death in 95. That was just a semifinal series, but it was in a game seven in a series. The Suns were up three to one and just a ridiculous shot to lose a series. Um, last year had two games you know there was game I think it was games four and games five there was the alley-oop that Giannis had and then there was the strip that drew holiday had on Booker in game five that led to an alley-oop for Giannis um, and that pretty much I mean that was the third loss in the row for the Suns and then the series went back to Milwaukee at that moment it was like oh shit this is probably over like mm. they're not they might not win this series Um and you, you could, I mean, you could go to a number of moments with Nash's teams, like there was the game where he got checked into the mm-hmm. stands and uh, Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire got suspended and that team would have gone on to win it all. That was one of the best Suns teams in history. So, yep. so many heartbreaking playoff <laughs> moments for the Suns. It's it's hard to pick just one. I could probably do a top 10 if I had to. <laughs> I think that team that you just talked about, and I, I was covering the team
3: at that time, that to me... NBA leadership failed as well in mm. that moment because the punishment didn't fit the crime. Mm-hmm. Right, The Suns end up losing two key players. The Spurs lose one. It's just nuts mm-hmm. for what happened in that incident. I, I do think that team was going to win mm. the NBA
4: title that year. And the Spurs went on to win the title yep. that year. So that Ugh. was basically the series that decided it all.
0: Ugh. Ouch. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> um, where Group do therapy. You... <laughs> Group <laughs> therapy. We love it. Where do you think the uh, 2020 finals compares to the 1993 finals?
4: I think it's probably just right behind the 93 finals because okay. I, I feel like you can't really top what happened in 93, the heartbreaking way in which that team went out. And that was until probably this year, the best Suns team ever, if not for the 7 team. Mm. Um, do you want me to imitate John Paxson's two-step right here? <laughs> <laughs> <do> it,
3: <laughs>
2: no, that, please, please. Let's see Chicago, it. <laughs> so, I mean.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, our... that was just devastating. Last year was up there though, because that's only the third time they've ever been to the finals. Mm-hmm. For a lot of Suns fans that have you know grown up watching terrible Suns teams for the last decade that was the most fun they've ever had watching mm. this team play it was exciting they felt like a team of destiny and then they ran into a greek god that was just like nah <laughs> and it was Aww. devastating <laughs> not today
0: fam um yeah that sucks uh, <laughs> that hurts to talk about uh craig The Coyotes actually, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna expose myself a little bit here. I didn't realize that the Coyotes had so many heartbreakers. Um, you sent me a really well detailed list last night (laughs) that kind of uh, (laughs) (laughs) kind of made me cry a little. Um, I was shocked though. But um, where do you think the Coyotes playoffs loss losses stack up in this? Um,
3: certainly not ahead of the Super Bowl or the '93 finals. Probably not even last year's final. Look, look, the Coyotes. Haven't gone deep enough. A lot of people would probably think I'd pick 2012 because they were they were in the conference final that year. But mm-hmm. LA was on a just a complete roll. There was no way we we're going to beat the Kings that season. For me, the, the the top season for the Suns is 2000 or the for the Coyotes. we're talking <laughs> so much. It's 2009 2010 mm-hmm. because it was such an improbable season. It's still the franchise record for points with 107. They started the season. Um, They had lost $30 million the year before. They hadn't made the playoffs in six years. In May, the owner of the team tried to put the team into bankruptcy, and the league had to seize control of it. In June, Wayne Gretzky announced that he was leaving as coach, so they didn't have a coach. Like a week before the season's due to start, they bring in Dave Tippett, and it's this collection of just no names. They didn't have any high scores on the team. They lost Scotty Upshaw in the middle of the season. But they somehow finish with 107 points, and they look like they're a real contender. They go up 2-1 on the Detroit Red Wings in the first round, the vaunted Detroit Red Wings, who had been to the cup final the past two seasons. And then Shane Doan slams into the boards and separates his shoulder, and he's out for the series, and they lose (laughs) the series. So that one is the one that I think I point to because it was just such a great story all season. And to have it end like that is
4: as we said earlier, so Coyotes. Yeah. So
0: Coyotes. Oh, just absolute heartbreak. Um, <laughs> that
4: that kind of reminds me of, maybe not as far as making the playoffs and having an injury just ruin what was a feel-good season, but like the 2013-14 Suns, mm. that team that like was led by Goran Dragic and won 48 games but didn't make the playoffs. It was like the lone like feeling-good season, especially because they were supposed to tank that year. Nobody thought they'd be good. They win 48 games, and I think they were tied for the second best or second most wins in NBA history for a team that didn't make the playoffs. Um, And then after that, it just all fell to shit. So it was Mm. like, that was a fun season. Um, And and it's kind of fun when those seasons like take you by surprise. Yeah, But it makes it that much harder when it doesn't work out, especially because the Suns have been trying to build from the middle after that season. They're like, okay, maybe we're good. And they weren't that good. (laughs) So it, it just ruined their whole... Their whole tank plan
0: i uh i asked a question that was similar to this on last week's episode of the phoenix sports podcast so craig I'll, I'll kind of phrase it this way to you um would you rather have a playoff showing like the 2020 coyotes versus avalanche where you know the the coyotes get outscored? i want to say like 22 to 6 and it's just like a blowout like not even close yeah or something like what happened in 20 uh 2009 2010 where you know you you have your hopes so high and bad things continually like happen and you you, you get chained down injured which uh which experience would you rather live through i'm not
3: sure where fans sit on that mm-hmm. from a reporter's standpoint i'd rather have the 2010 because players and coaches are so hard to talk to after oh, oh, a series yeah. like oh, that yeah against the avalanche i mean they were just they were humiliated in that series and that really was the start of you know, the the teardown of the Coyotes because they realized that that group wasn't going to get them anywhere, but you know, maybe in the playoffs and they had mm. to start all over again. And it was, it was so demoralizing. Nobody was in a good mood and ready to talk after that series.
0: Yeah. Wow. Our existence as Arizona sports fans sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like it, this happens a lot in every city, you know, sports is the highest highs and the lowest lows. So mm-hmm. you just gotta muscle through it. Um, One title one title it's true well speaking of the diamondbacks uh jacob i don't know if you've got your mic standing by if you want to weigh in here our producer jacob is a baseball nerd (laughs) <laughs> an understatement on that one. Um, <laughs> yes, it is an understatement. So, I mean, the, the Diamondbacks—they really haven't made very many playoff appearances, or at least deep playoff appearances. Obviously, they won the World Series in 2001, which is the value's only major sports title outside of the three championships that the Mercury have won. Um, they've had a couple, a handful of NLDS appearances that just never really went far, um, and then the one time that they made it to the NLCS outside of the 2001 World Series, obviously, was 2007 year the Rockies and went to the World Series. <laughs> um, I would probably say that the 2007. I,
2: <laughs> I would probably say
0: the 2007 uh, season was probably the most disappointing in postseason. Would you agree, Jacob?
5: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think a lot of people might say that um, 99, 2017, I, I think a lot of people might say 17 is one of their least favorite watch just because it came to the hand of the Dodgers,
2: but. Ugh.
5: For me, it was 2007. I was 10 years old, actually, at the time. I had my heart broken because they had just swept the Cubs in the NLDS, and I think I went to two, or two of those Thanks for games. mentioning that. Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you, Craig. Uh, I had been to two of those games, uh, mm-hmm. and I think I went to a couple of the Rockies games as well, and they got swept in that series. It was really hard to watch. It was deflating. I think it was one of the first sports memories that I had. So 2007, to me, rings out as probably the most... Gut-wrenching loss by the
0: Diamondbacks in the playoffs. That was uh, that was sad. That was not good. <laughs>
5: <laughs> by the way, you're gonna have uh, Rattlers fans in your
3: mentions. Now. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sure. I'm Rattlers. sorry. I'm sorry, Rattlers fans. I know you guys have a
0: ton of championships <laughs> and like win every other year. I'm sorry. Um, I feel mixed feelings about the 2007 season, obviously, because I'm from Colorado. But regardless, um, you know, the, the the Diamondbacks haven't made it back to the NLCS since then. So. Um, I defin- mention
5: to this one The, the NLDS loss in 2011 uh, After the season Ryan Braun mm. got struck with the <laughs> The juicing yeah. Uh, yeah. Scandal And mm. that one stings a little bit too uh,
0: That definitely sings um, Jesus asked us a question a question If you guys had to choose right now Who sorry.
4: who would you take Joe Burrow, <laughs> Joe Burrow or <laughs> Kyler Murray You gotta stop drinking so much I coffee know, I'm
0: sorry I can't see I'm literally <laughs> as blind as a bat um, <laughs> Thoughts on that?
4: probably, mm, man, I don't want to be the person to say it, but I'd probably say Joe Burrow.
0: (laughs) You're about to get canceled on Twitter. (laughs) I know, I know.
4: I just, I look at the two different playoff performances, and obviously, you know, we can talk about Kingsbury versus Bengals coaching all day, but, like, one quarterback looked very comfortable and one did not. It's only one playoff game, so, you know, this isn't definitive, but, like, right now, I would take Joe Burrow.
0: Anybody else want to... Can I choose yourself? Justin Herbert? <laughs> oh, my God. No, you can't. In all seriousness,
2: if I had to
1: choose between those two, um, like, if I'm legitimately a coach or a general manager, I think I'd choose Joe just because of the way he carries himself. Yeah. Um, Like, you could argue that the Raiders going in, and this is probably a hot take, but you could argue that it was tougher for the Bengals this coming week to beat the Raiders off of... The performance that Las Vegas had against the Chargers mm. versus the Cardinals having to play a Rams team that just lost a heartbreaker against um, the 49ers and I mean
4: and that they'd already seen twice yeah the like the season
1: for me the Bengals did what they were supposed to do at home and like you got to give credit to Joe yeah. um, you look at the Cardinals game and um, a lot of that does fall on Kyler's shoulders mm.
0: yeah. Craig?
3: I'm going to stay in so these guys get all the shade.
0: There we go. <laughs> He's all right, a smart there man. There you go. Uh,
4: <laughs> That's a seasoned vet right there. <laughs>
0: smart man. Um, Elon has joined us. Hi, Elon. Nice to see you. Some new faces here. Yes, Tree is joining us for the first time. If you missed it, he is the host of our new, or not our new, the new host of the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. Uh, Craig, I think this is only, what, your third time on the yep. show. Gerald, this is only your second. So, uh Yeah yeah we got yeah. a new cast here we're, we're loving it uh we're talking about very sad things but uh the people are great that's all that matters Elon hasn't
5: seen my face much either yes i don't i, don't make, I
0: know make my way we try to hide your faces. i love the chris
1: collinsworth slide in that you had right when the d-back <laughs> started
0: can we see your best chris collinsworth impression right now jacob oh here it goes oh oh, oh wait it's coming <laughs> <laughs> there it is oh we have our own chris collinsworth on the set we love it um AZ Cardinal, NFL AZ Cardinal saying Joe Bro has a much better GM than us. Ooh, okay. So bringing mm-hmm. up the GMs in yeah. the situation, uh, they nailed it with the picks. Pickups <laughs> Pick
2: like DJ Hendrickson <laughs> yeah, and Chase. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I swear I'm trying my best. I can't see anything. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold asking how many dingers will, will Kyler hit as the uh, in the Las Vegas athletic uh, organization. Well, first of all, (laughs) the athletics, um, they need to figure out where they're going first and then we can figure out uh, how many (laughs) dingers Kyler is gonna hit. Um, That would be pretty, that would be pretty funny if Kyler switched gears like that. Uh, Very (laughs) unlikely, but. so, Jacob's in the comments while he's producing. Um, all right. Well, so because I like to punish us and I like pain, I've actually decided oh, that. It's
4: <laughs> so, so dark. Hell of a segue, Matt. We work in
0: Arizona sports. Um, pain is our existence. Like yeah. sugar, for
4: those of you that don't know. Um, I, I decided know that what we're going to gonna rank.
0: <laughs> we're going to rank the four major sports most disappointing playoff appearances. Boy. And um, I started, I made us a cute little graphic with the assist from Arnold. We can throw up my ranking. Um, this is what I chose as uh, the most disappointing, heartbreaking AZ playoff appearances, starting with um, the Coyotes' 2010 quarterfinals, and then moving up to the D-backs' 2007 NLCS loss, and then uh, in second place, I have the Cardinals' 2008 Super Bowl, which I had a hard time picking between one and two because those were both <laughs> like devastating. Obviously you had that catch, uh that stupid freaking catch that will obviously <laughs> <Stupid> li-
2: <freaking laughs> li- live forever in
0: infamy. It was a catch. <laughs> 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 Undecided. The jury's still out on that. Um and then obviously the Suns nineteen ninety three finals was a uh, two seconds left on the clock, three point uh point make right there so that is how i chose to rank the most heartbreaking playoff appearances in arizona sports history Mm -hmm. i'm interested to see how you guys did it uh gerald i think we have your ranking up next please rationalize to us why you picked what you picked
4: yeah so i i mean obviously as the suns guy i didn't want to come off as biased i think (laughs) i so i put them second but i think Okay, so full disclosure, I have grown up my whole life a Steelers fan, so please don't hate me, everyone in the comments.
0: Oh, no. But
4: I know how – my thing was going into that Super Bowl, I was like, if the Steelers win, great. If they lose, the Cardinals are a really fun team. Like, you can't root against Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. Like, if we lose this game, I'll be happy with that because the Cardinals are a damn good team. And then Larry Fitz had that touchdown to put them ahead, a couple minutes left. And I was like, "Damn, Storybook. we're gonna Looking yeah, at we're score, gonna yeah,
3: lose." Do watch it himself. Yeah,
4: it was incredible. So it was an incredible moment. And I was like, "All right, that sucks for my team." And then the Steelers come down and ruin it for every Cardinals fan. <laughs> was he inbounds? He was in bounds. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm going to say that, Jay Proman
0: in the comments saying it was it was not a catch. <laughs> it so, was it was uh, a catch <laughs> according to Jay Proman, it, it was not a catch.
4: <laughs> We, we got to stop with the conspiracy <laughs> theories, guys. But uh, <laughs> they'll never end. But look, I put that up there because it was a heartbreaking moment. Because yeah. it was like the Paxson shot, a championship-ending play. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you needed a stop, you, know. you didn't get it, and you lost the title because of it. Like that's devastating. Um, the Suns' one, I think, is devastating, just because in the fourth quarter of that game, Michael Jordan had scored all of their points in the fourth quarter, and then. John Paxson hits the shot. I think that adds an extra layer to it because they had to stop anyone (laughs) like just stop Michael Jordan and you could force a game seven. The difference here is like there would have still been a game seven. I wouldn't have bet against Michael Jordan in a game seven. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I demoted it to number two. But yeah, number number one is hard to hard to top. That's just I mean, that's one of the iconic Super Bowl moments. So it's devastating being on the opposite side of that.
0: Well, not that you would know, but... I wouldn't. <laughs> but I'm very sorry. Uh, it's like it must be tough. I want to take off this show right now. <laughs> I didn't know you were a Steelers fan. Yeah, so you know if it what? makes you
4: feel better, we got smacked in the playoffs this year, yeah, too. So same it. same boat as Cardinals fans right now.
0: It's That's retribution. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. Don't you break down your rankings for me. Where? Why did you pick what you picked in the order that you picked it?
1: I don't know what's worse, <laughs> that all those are up there or that none of... We don't have any, like, recent ones in the last, since I was, like, 13. (laughs) Like, we got the Coyotes at 2010. That was I 13, 14 years old. You're just Um, exposing
0: your age right now. But
1: (laughs) I remember so vividly watching that Cardinals Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, friends, family. Like, there was just so much hope. And that Mm. was just such a great game. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Larry Fitzgerald's just touchdown, what was it? He caught a slant and just turned it upfield like (laughs) it was just crazy. And then the ending to that game, you wanna talk about heartbreak, it doesn't get any worse than that catch. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) Santonio Holmes' career, you could talk about it like however you want, but like his entire career was made on his two toes being down mm-hmm. and ending. we actually or don't not. use his
0: name. In this, we don't use his name in this office. Oh, um, he apologies. is very much like Voldemort, he who shall not be named. Uh, just so you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know who? All right, <laughs> Craig, give it to us.
3: You can put me up here for the old guy who can't remember what he picked.
0: Got to give a little memory refresher for Craig.
3: Here's the thing, I, and, and uh, Gerald was saying this earlier to me. Uh, I'll, I already talked about the Coyotes pick, um, but to me, the reason I took the Super Bowl, first of all, it's the NFL, it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's the marquee sport in, in the US, right? Mm-hmm. And that was, as you said, it was a, a game-ending play. He won the championship on the final play of the game. That was big in, in choosing that as well. When I look at the Suns series in 93, it, it was heartbreaking for Suns fans. Again, confession, I was a Bulls fan and yeah. I had just arrived <laughs> oh my in God, the Valley.
0: with you people.
3: <laughs> and here's the thing that I knew about Michael Jordan, and it, it just rang true throughout his career he wasn't going to lose in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I know Suns fans think if Seth Sabales had been healthy, maybe we would have won this. Se- no, you wouldn't have. You weren't, beating, <laughs> you weren't beating Michael Jordan. It just wasn't happening in the NBA Finals. He went 6-0 and in the Finals. Probably would have gone 8-0 if he hadn't retired for two years. So I put that a notch below because I never in that entire series believed that the Suns were, were going to win that series.
4: And I think, yeah, and that's the hard part is I wrote about this months ago. I was doing like a weekly what-if series with Suns stuff and that, Moment came up and it was like, okay, if if Paxson misses that shot and the Suns win game six, they're still at home for game seven I'm still not betting against MJ in a game seven. Like the dude was averaging I think he averaged like 45 for the series or something He's He had 55 assassin. in one game in that yeah. series and that was in an age where they were averaging like 95 points a game or something stupid <laughs> like that like yeah. he was just not gonna especially because and that was a great season for the Suns. Charles Barkley wins MVP. Yeah. They kind of have that team of destiny vibe. Like we can overthrow the Bulls. But like MJ just used that as fuel. Like, oh, you gave the MVP to my good friend Charles Barkley, who I played on the Olympic team with. Like now I'm going to demolish you. And that's what he <laughs> right. basically did. So I, I just, that shot is still devastating. It hurts watching that footage back. But like at the same time, are you really going to beat the Bulls in game seven? I don't, I don't see it. The Bulls didn't lose at America West Arena that year. And yeah, now,
3: <laughs> they won all three games in American history.
1: Didn't Jordan bring that up in the Last Dance? Yeah. Uh, about he's like you can have the MVP, I'll take the championship yeah. or something like yeah. that. Like, eh, fair point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's how we ranked the most heartbreaking playoff losses in Arizona sports history. I'm going to be posting that on Twitter, so make sure you're following us at PHNX underscore sports, so you can weigh in on your thoughts. I think we had some honorable mentions. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I
3: mean, if if, if I'm going to choose a top four, the the Rose Bowl yeah. is definitely on that list. Yeah, the way absolutely. that ended too, and to have it. After Jake Plummer's season, an undefeated season, to have it end with a homegrown talent, Joe Germain, come back to bite you for Ohio State and win the game. Mm -hmm. They had a couple pass interference. And then David Boston, as somebody mentioned, catches the touchdown. He ends up playing here as well. That was a devastating finish because I think ASU, I mean, we don't know how the voting would have come out, but... They could have been
4: national champions that year. They could yeah. have. Well, um, could have been that close.
0: Thanks for the reminder, Craig. <laughs> yeah. I'd, add,
4: I'd add the Mercury's last finals lost. Yeah. yeah, the Mercury's finals. They missed so many layups in that game. That was a winnable game, and they just missed so many layups down the stretch. It was, it was hard to watch, especially because... This might have been like DT's best last shot at winning a title. It was was hard to watch.
0: Oh my God, all right. Thank you for that. Um, No problem. But I mean, I think there are some positives that we can take away from this conversation. You know, I think the Suns are a great example of how sports ebb and flow, and there's always gonna be peaks, there's always gonna be valleys. And the Suns are probably at the highest of highs that you can be on right now, um, sitting mm-hmm. with the best record in the NBA. They came off a great a finals appearance last season. So although there have been some heartbreak and there will be more heartbreak in the future, now is a great time to really enjoy this Suns team because um, I think it's probably one of the best they've ever put together. And uh, hopefully, I I don't even want to jinx it, but hopefully <laughs> there's another uh, deep playoff run this season. Yes. So, you know, there's uh, there's still some positives. I mean, if you, Had anything to say to Suns fans to keep the keep the positivity going.
4: I I think it's enjoy the hell out of this team because, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously losing four straight for the only time all season that they lost four straight in the finals. That was devastating last year. But we've seen over the last 10 years how hard it can be to put together a winning team when you don't have the right people in place. James Jones is the right person. Monty Williams is the right person. They have stars. They have young talent that they're going to keep around. Um, so just enjoy the hell out of this team. Obviously anything less than a championship this year would be a disappointment, but don't let that you know, cloud your judgment as far as like, this is a really fun team. This is the best Suns team we've ever seen. Um, so just enjoy watching them while you can.
0: There well, you have it. Totri, if you would put a Band-Aid on Cardinals fans' hearts, yeah. <laughs> what do oh, you think God. the Cardinals uh, Cardinals fans have to look forward to?
1: I think for me, I mean, free agency in the draft is always so much fun. Yeah. Um, Yes, they're going to lose some players, some key guys that they just can't afford. Uh, but at the start of every free agency, every draft, there's so much excitement. Mm-hmm. You're getting new guys. You're getting new faces. It's a new season. Um, and I think it's just start fresh. Like I know there's the whole second half collapsing for Cliff and his career, but next year's a new season, um, and this is only going to fuel their fire. right? They've heard from that last whistle – about the second half collapse, about how it's Kyler's fault, mm-hmm. about this and that. And uh, I, w- I would still be scared if I'm an NFC team to go against the Cardinals next year.
0: That is a great way to make Cardinals fans feel a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, Craig, again, as someone <laughs> who uh, makes nope. people feel better about a really bad team for a living, well, what do Kyler's fans not have 20, to, to?
3: the 2022-23 season, because that's going to look a lot like this season. Correct. <laughs> They're going to be at the bottom of the standings, but it's it's all about the future for the coyotes look we could have some clarity on the tempe the proposed tempe arena soon Mm -hmm. that would obviously be a major piece in what they want to do for the future but then you look at the draft all the things that gm bill armstrong accomplished they have eight picks in the first two rounds of this year's draft if they execute them all that will be an nhl record and i know a lot of people say well you don't know what's going to happen in the draft and you're right it's a crapshoot, especially in in the nhl we are drafting 17 and 18 year olds who still have to develop physically, emotionally, mentally. But this is Bill Armstrong's bread and butter. He came up through the scouting ranks with St. Louis. He knows what he's doing and the Coyotes have, and I've been around for all, all of the Coyotes' renditions. This is the most complete scouting staff they have ever had, mm-hmm. experience-wise, accomplishments. So hang your hat on that, that's, that's the hope for the future.
0: Oh. I feel better. That's a you feel better. Yeah, I feel a lot better.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> need a coffee after that.
0: Um, well, I know where we could go if you need a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Starbucks 0. 0.5 miles away. Um, I hope you all feel better after that. I know the topic of heartbreaking moments wasn't the happiest, but I feel like I uh, the ending was a lot better. We got some therapy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we like to say that we're a family, and we definitely are. So we want to make sure that you would take advantage of this and become a part of our family head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a member you get your first month for only 50 cents or you can sign up for an annual membership and get a free t-shirt from the phnx locker we have a ton of great shirts in there when you sign up to be a member you get a ton of great perks you get all access to the website and our written content you can become a part of our members only discord and chat with all of us we're all in there we like to talk with you guys um, and you also get Exclusive deals on our merchandise right now, our PHNX members only deal is buy one, get one 50% off on our coyote shirts. So if you're a coyotes fan, and I know that there are many of you out there who like to follow Craig's work because Craig is the goat when it comes to coyotes reporting, now is a great time to sign up, to become a member. You can get your free shirt and then you can get a buy one half, buy one, get one half off on all of our coyote shirts. So make sure to check that out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully we didn't make anybody too sad. (laughs) out there um (laughs) we do this every week so make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel and ring the bell so you get a notification when we go live if you're listening to this on youtube thank you so much for hanging out with us in the chat we love it when you guys hang out and comment and be a part of our show don't forget you can get this podcast available wherever you get your podcast apple spotify don't forget to leave a five-star review and uh thank you so much for watching toe tree you made your debut do you feel like it went well (laughs)
1: I mean, for a subject that we're talking about heartbreak, (laughs) (laughs) it went phenomenal.
0: We love to hear it. Um, Thank you guys again so much for watching, and we will see you next week.